From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 287, for the week of May 8th, 2014. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan a perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello everyone and welcome to the show. I'm your host Tom Bell and I'm joined by our Disneyland team. Nancy Johnson, Mary Jo Mulata-Willie, Michael Bowling, and Tony Spatel. In this week's show, Tony reviews the breakfast at the Uva Bar and I chat with Noah Kay, founder and executive producer of Bats Day. All that plus this week's news, roundtable rapid fire, and our Disboard Thread of the Week on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Hello everyone. Hello. Hey. Hello. Hi there. Hello there. How was everyone's week? It was fun. Hello. <laughs> we had a good time this weekend with uh, Denise Hawkins, who is in charge or has taken over. Um, working well, she's working with Nicole and all yep. them. Yep. At um, for our Arizona meet. So yes. plug out to Denise and Rosman West and Teresa. They're amazingly Disneyfied daughter I, she, Hi, gives Teresa. West, she gives west a run for her money yes. oh my gosh she does she was it was because uh, i met up with the most as well and i just gotta say hello Teresa, because she she um asked for my autograph and took pictures and she was just so excited to meet someone from the podcast so it was and i'm i'm sure she did that with you as well but yep we did autographs it was it was it was, it was fun well i gotta tell if you, you would have told Teresa, me I'll... that i would make sure that i'm always around okay. <laughs> i'm just in the parks you know who i am you know him okay well let me tell you about speaking, Teresa, speaking of the arizona meet we should give dates because we i think we have some some firmed up dates on yes. that we are looking at october 24th through the 26th the 24th mm-hmm. will be an evening event i think they're looking at uh something at dave and buster's yep and then the 25th will be the main event with a podcast recording probably in the auctions and the main fundraiser yep. and then on the 26th they're looking at chartering some sort of trip to the grand canyon that sounds that amazing which is very fun, nice fun 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 so so put that on your calendar october 24th to the 26th in the phoenix area in arizona so that that's gonna be a good time i hope we can Raise lots of money for Give Kids the World. Well, know that, assuming, you know, I, there's, there's job changes going on that I can go, a lot of my time will be spent at the following eating establishments that are no longer, in, that are not in California. So I might be having my, you know, we're going to, okay, Waffle House. Oh, <laughs> Waffle House. Um, Culver's Frozen Custard. You trust me. Um, I don't know if they have Steak and Shake, but if they do, that will be added. I know they have steak one burger. <laughs> They have Whataburger. Whataburger and is good. Um, they have the greatest donuts ever. Uh, hopefully, it's still there called Lamar's from Indiana. So at some point, I have to eat at all those four places, all of those <laughs> places. Because, and I've actually considered actually after everything of a trip, and I was like, you know what, we should just do the Arizona franchises that we can't access except in Arizona trip. So I will be eating a lot if I if I go. And if anybody would like to join me. And all we those, love those great, and they're very healthy. They're very healthy. Really, I don't. Okay, I love you all. That's <laughs> a long drive in a car with it's all. It's only of, six oh. hours. 
That's too far. That's, that's a long trip. So you'll meet us there, Tony. Half of Harry Potter on tape. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We will see. All right. So, so speaking of raising money for Give Kids the World, Coasting for Kids is coming up in a month. Oh my goodness! It's it's a month away, uh, Mary Jo. Getting excited. Thank you to everybody yeah. who supported us so far. Um, that's just really nice of you. And any every everything really helps to for the mm-hmm. kids and their families. So. If- so this is this is an event at Cedar Fair Parks across the country, uh, riding coasters for eight hours. You get lunch. Um, we have at this at the point of this recording, we have twenty two riders. Yay! We have uh, twelve at Knott's Berry Farm. What? Plus, we have riders at Canada's Wonderland, uh, Carowinds uh, in in Fort Mill, South Carolina, Cedar Point in Sandusky, Ohio, and Dorney Park in Allentown, Pennsylvania. So, but I'd love to see people at some of the other parks, uh, Great American, Santa Clara, uh, Kings Dominion in Doswell, Virginia, Kings Island in Kings Mill, Ohio, uh, Michigan's Adventure in Muskegon, uh, Michigan, uh, Valley Fair in Minnesota, and Worlds of Fun in Kansas City, Missouri. There's Cedar Fair parks all over the country. So I'd love to see a few more Dizzers sign up in the, in the last minutes of this, this event. That would be wonderful. What are the, what are the yeah. coasters yeah. again? Uh, at Dunsbury Farm, it's going to be the new coast uh, coast rider for the first two hours, and then switch over to Jaguar for the rest of the day. Okay, why why did they call it Coast Rider when they have a Ghost Rider? That confuses me. <laughs> you just need to go in and acquaint yourself with those roller coasters. That's all. I know Ghost Rider. I've actually been on that, despite my wimpiness. I like it. I like okay. it too. Love. It's my favorite. I like wooden old roller wooden roller coasters. Yeah. What's the date again, if you could remind June 8th. everyone? It's June 8th. It's on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Except there's one one park that's that's on a different day, but I think it's Valley Fair that's on June 7th, but every all the other parks are on June 8th. So it's, it's going to be a good time. Um, I'd love to see a lot of you there. And if you can't go... Go ahead and go onto the on the website and find find uh, the Diz Coaster Palooza team near you and support the team. Support somebody on the team. You can even donate just to the team. So, woo! Uh, yep. Yeah. Any other housekeeping? I do. You go ahead, Michael. You might remember a while back, Dick Van Dyke was going to make an appearance at Walt Disney's Barn, but it was right. canceled because he was feeling under the weather. Um, the Carlwood Foundation has rescheduled Dick Van Dyke's appearance, and it's now on Sunday, May 11th at Walt Disney's Barn in Griffith Park, Los Angeles. There will be additional priority access available for the signing opportunity with Mr. Van Dyke. The number of spaces available will be based on the final count for cancellations of the previously announced date. So priority access will again be made available for $20, and that includes a photo. Guests may substitute their own item um, in place of the photo, you know, for autographs. There will be no additional public access to Walt's Barn on May 11th. Only guests with confirmed priority access will be admitted. So for up-to-the-minute updates, please follow Walt's Barn on Twitter at Walt's Barn. Check their Facebook page, um, at, which is Walt Disney's Barn, or their website, which is carolwood.org. We'll have links to all these in our show notes. 
And just a reminder to visit Walt's Barn on April 20, 20th for their regularly scheduled public day when guests will be Tony Baxter and Terry Harden. And visit Walt's Barn on May 18th when they will welcome the stars of the Disney Channel. Ooh. Very cool. Right, thank you, Michael. Uh, don't forget Chat Nights, Wednesday nights, 9 p.m. If you want to get a hold of us, you can email us all at dlpodcast at wwinfo.com. If you want links to our show or links to anything we talk about during the show, you can get all of that at disunplug.com. Uh, what else should we mention? Podcast Cruise 5.0 is coming up November 30th, 2014. That's a seven night on the newly reimagined Disney Magic. We'd love to see some of you, some of our fans there and oh, yeah. sign autographs, take pictures, you know, all that. Yeah. Oh, hang out and have fun. Hang out. Oh, hang out by the pool and have fun. Okay, that too. <laughs> Any other housekeeping? All right, thank y'all. Let's head over to Tony with the news. The land upon which Angel Stadium sits is worth $325 million if the ballpark is demolished and $225 million if the Angels stay. (laughs) And the surrounding land is leased to a developer, according to an appraisal commissioned by the city of Anaheim that was just released. The appraisal could help the Angels in the city agree on how much money Anaheim should get in a new stadium lease deal with the team. Yet the appraisal also could harden the stances of Anaheim Mayor Tom Tate, who considers the proposed deal a taxpayer giveaway, and the Angels, who have considered walking away from the idea of developing any land surrounding Angel Stadium and simply focusing on whether to renovate the ballpark or build a new one elsewhere. Hmm. The highest value for the land, according to the appraisal, would come if the Angels move out and the city could sell the entire 153-acre site. If the Angels stay, the appraisal assumes the 133 acres surrounding the stadium would be developed, but does not assume the team would be the developer. Tate and other city officials say they want the Angels to stay. The Angels' current lease requires the city to provide 12,500 surface parking spaces. The appraised values assume an agreement to convert at least some of those spaces to parking structures. No such agreement is in place. In a recent letter to the city, Angels President John Carpino said he was concerned because an appraisal that did not consider the Angels parking rights and capital contribution to Angel Stadium could produce an unreasonably high value and, in quotes, lead to an unworkable situation. The Anaheim City Council last September approved the framework of a deal in which the Angels would pay for the estimated $150 million to keep the city-owned stadium operational for the long term in exchange for the right to develop the surrounding parking lots with a lease of $1 per year. Tate objected immediately, in part because the city had not arranged for an appraisal of the land. The development rights would give Angels owner Artie Moreno a chance to make his money back on stadium reservations, with the likelihood he might spend closer to $500 million in stadium upgrades, development costs, and the parking structures that would be necessary to accommodate any significant development. The city would take no fi- would take on no financial risk, but Tate is concerned that Moreno might make a development windfall on city-owned land leased at one dollar per year, but now appraised at more than two hundred million. Once Moreno recoups his investment on stadium renovations, Tate wants the city to share in the development revenue. I'm simply looking for a decent return on the property, he said Thursday before the appraisal was released. He said he considered a fifty-fifty split to be appropriate, but said he would be willing to let the Angels keep the majority of the money. If they abandon the Los Angeles name, a non-starter for Moreno. If the L.A. name stays, Tate said that pushes it back toward a purely economic decision. The Angels say Anaheim remains their first choice. 
but they have held exploratory talks regarding the feasibility of building a new park in Tustin and Irvine. I know for a lot of you that's not a big deal. That's a huge deal. Mm-hmm. The Angels, part of the reason Disney bought the Angels when they did back in the day was because the city of Anaheim was kind of dropping. And they were afraid of what that was going to do to the Disneyland Resort and the area around the Disneyland Resort. Right. So they invested all that money. They changed the stadium. They made it this great family-friendly. It's part, it part of the whole like repurposing, rebuilding of that Anaheim area. And that's part of the Platinum Triangle. And, and the if new, they were the new transportation centers right there. Yeah. And I mean, and also for some of our listeners, it's a day six thing. But if that, hmm, but so if, if they were to go, they're also one of the largest employers mm-hmm. after um, the Marriott, the Hilton and Disneyland. It's the angels. So that's like, I didn't realize it was getting this chippy. Mm-hmm. They both have their their points, but that would be crazy if they were to leave. I think so. That'd be horrible. Well, no, I'm not saying crazy that they. No, I could see them doing it. It's business, but I don't see how Anaheim could let them leave. Right. Because they're a draw. I mean, all of Orange County roots for Anaheim, and comes in and goes the games. And I. What's interesting is if the Angels were to leave, I don't see how that land is worth. What are you going to develop that land into? Right. It's kind of, it's, I mean, it's, it's near, but not really, really close to the Disneyland Resort. No. And as you, if, if anybody's driven down that way, the Platinum Triangle, which is over there and from basically the 57 freeway to, um, yes, I said the, the 57 <laughs> freeway to, um, Disneyland, they were trying to rebuild it. And I've actually looked at the master plan. Look at me. I'm all re- researching. Um, anyways. That by now, they were supposed to have condos, schools, all the shopping, and it never really panned out. Mm-hmm. And so my question is, is how is that area worth that money mm-hmm. if the angels aren't there? You can just put up more con- like random condos and shopping when there's no reason for it to be there? You understand my point? Right. Part it's of the not, draw it's is de- that... It's not a destination. No. So, but then I'm like, oh, maybe Disney could buy it and put a theme park in there. Okay. But, um... It'd be kind of far from... Yeah, but so you have a their trolley or something. I'm just throwing out crazy ideas. Right. So just something to know. Okay. There are big changes in leadership coming up at the Disneyland Resort. I'd like to announce that our own Tom Bell will be named president of the Disneyland (laughs) Resort. I'm in charge here. Those those trips out there really work, Tom. Mm -hmm. I will be in charge of food. Yes. Nancy will be in charge of the children's programming throughout the parks and including on the channels. So that'll be good. Um, Michael will be in charge of the um, entertainment mm-hmm. because there's going to be a big piece with uh, Glo- uh, Global Hygiene Revolution. They're going to really focus <laughs> the entire parades and, and park uh, entertainment. Look for us at wa- the Tomorrowland Terrace every night. <laughs> yes. But that's just where it's going to start. I just want to ride the elevator. <laughs> yes, that's true. And um, Mary Jo will be doing community outreach with the entire. She'll be in charge of all the volunteers and all the staff, Disneyland. So um, I have a lot of projects I think it's, for them to do. Yeah, I think it's. I mean, who thought when we started doing this podcast that that's what's going to happen? I know. I know. So, anyways, I mean, obviously we'll be working a lot closer together, but probably traveling a lot. And I'm a little worried about the uh, 
the behind the music of global hygiene revolution. Because <laughs> you know, I, I, I there's going to be a big fall. Opened right next to Rancho de Zocalo. Well, no, I heard they're going to have smaller venue. Yeah, no, and remember, you've that, read that it's the area well, that needs global hygiene revolution the most. <laughs> wow. Well, and remember, since Tom's the president, he's talked about the whole global hygiene revolution land. Yes, so there's right, going right to be there a behind, behind Thunder Mountain. Yes. Yeah, we're thinking we can get the twelve. You're thinking you can get the twelve-year-old boys and stuff in for that. Okay. Seriously, there are some big changes in leadership about at the Disneyland Resort. The changes started because Daniel Delcourt, the vice president of Disneyland Resort Hotels, is getting a promotion and will be moving back to France to lead the team at Disneyland Paris. John Storbeck, excuse me, Storbeck, the current vice president at Disney Parks, will take over as vice president of hotels. Mary Niven, the current vice president at California Adventure, will go across the Esplanade and become the vice president at Disneyland Park. And then replacing Mary Niven will be Chris Thieler, who is coming from a vice president's position in the Parks Division's Industrial Engineering Group. Now, have at it. I, I, I'm my my concern. I mean, I, th- I think Sorbeck was doing a great job at Disneyland, but I'm not sure what what the position at if if the position at hotels is a. Is it a lateral move or not a lateral move? You know what I mean? Well, it depends. Is is that a is that a more coveted position or is he being shown the door by moving over to the hotels? Anybody know? I don't know. I thought you guys would know all this stuff. This is the thing where I know none of this stuff. I think you guys would do everything. But hotels could but hotels could lead to a better or a more um, proliferate option okay. in Florida. I mean, look at hotels. Option. You know, yeah. he could move up the chain through hotels. Mm-hmm. So it could be mm-hmm. lateral, but, you know, with possibility of increase. And and Mary Niven has done such a great job with the whole upgrades and, and reorganization at California Adventure. Well, that says to me her. that they're going to do something at Disneyland. Right, right. With the anniversary coming up? With Yeah, with the 60th coming up. Yeah, definitely. Okay, you guys are the insiders with this kind of stuff. You kind of just talked about it, but what is there ever? Is there always? Is it always someone who's not doing a good job that gets moved, or is it? Oh no, someone's always doing a great job, and we're moving them up. Well, it could be a di- it could be a difference. I mean, look at what they've done with Orlando. They had a complete flip, and also in the company where they. Uh, they took the CFO and moved him into theme parks. And, you know, they've been doing oh, a Rus- lot Rusulo of... Oh, Rusulo and Stag switched jobs, yeah, so yeah. they could get, get trained. At, and that could be what they're doing with, with Storbeck, is they've trained him in parks, and now they're going to train him in hotels, so he's more valuable. Yeah. it. There's lots of different reasons for things. Well, that was my question. What and, usually is it... It's not, oh, even though they're a company, it's not always... It seems with parks and resorts and stuff, it's not always about the bottom line, or is it? Well, but, I mean, you get, say, somebody who's, like, didn't they move the, I think a while back they moved, like, one of the executives from Disney Vacation Club and moved them into a completely different position. Uh And it was after the Vacation Club had done a lot of expansion. So when you consider that, that it's, it's a combination of either 
out-of-the-box thinking for successful growth or getting a fresh mind who's thought about things from a different perspective and just turning around and saying, okay, we have to do something. Like, the big talk in Florida has been market share, you know? Universal's been hitting everybody hot and heavy. I mean, with all this stuff coming yeah. from Universal Studios Hollywood that's going to be coming up in the next couple of years, you know, with Fast and Furious and then and then um, Harry, Potter. Harry Potter, the Wizarding World Hollywood version, you know, and oh, and then also the Simpsons land, which they just recently uh -huh. announced. That's that's huge. I mean, you talk about theme park market share, you get people, you get Universal doing what they're going to do, plus adding a new hotel to make another hotel actually in the property, in the walking distance property area. You've got now another multi-day destination that's going to compete for your, your tourist dollar. So what do you do? Do you keep it? Do you try and look for fresh and new ideas to pop into your market share? You know, to try and pull your market share back, or or what? Well, this has been the business show. Nice. <laughs> but that's perfect for you. I mean, but obviously that's why we are going to end up being... That's why, Tom, you're going to be the president yeah, yeah, of Disneyland yeah, yeah, Resort. Because yeah, yeah. we can have these discussions. Mm -hmm. Michael's just over there <laughs> getting his artist rock on. Not even, like, just... <laughs> I don't want to know. Yeah. So... Either that or maybe he's uh, planning a splinter group of global hygiene re revolution. Yeah, there, he's he wants his own park is what I think. <laughs> That's where he's going to he's going to move the third that, gate. Yes. He, no, yeah, he wants no, but he's going see he's all for this angels move so he can have the global hygiene revolution right there. Well, you know, That's, we, we haven't even talked about, you know, Great Wolf Lodge's impact on Disneyland directly, because that's another hey, you, whole day. You know what's funny? You say that. This is going to be a long show now, because I'm yeah. going to talk about it. So I was going on Netflix, because I've cut the cord, everyone. Just letting you know, I don't have cable. It's hard when I have to watch sports. But anyways, and so I was looking at what was on, and I saw that there was um Undercover Boss, which I cry at the end of each one. Anyways, even though you know who's going to get the, <laughs> the scholarship for their kid. Anyways, um, and so... There was one on Great Wolf Lodge. I was like, I want to watch this because I want to see what's coming to Disney. And I actually considered taking Andrew. There's up one near my mom and stepdad in Washington for a couple days. They're cool. I think they're going to have to have some kind of – Disney's going to have some kind – they're going to lose some some customers to them. Not for the parks, but I could see a lot of people after seeing the whole how it's – everything's included. You automatically get the water park. Yep. The Disneyland Resort Hotel – pools are pools but if i know that for a cheaper price and i'm assuming they'll have a nice shuttle that once it gets hot in the afternoon the odds of me coming back to the park for fireworks are going to go a lot further down if i have younger kids or even me look i'm rested i'm here and my kids can go on the the water slides and there's a buffet and then there's a nice like they have that whole themed environment and i think there's gonna. I would recommend doing that just based on what I've seen so far. Yeah. Um. You know, it's a pretty good environment. I mean, what other hotel can compete with that in the Disney area? I mean, none of them really. I mean, the closest thing to a themed water play area is the Hojo. Well, and just so you know, in terms uh, of price, because I actually looked for. 
at the one in Washington, which wouldn't be Disney pricing. But right. I mean, in this year, going like in a couple of like in June, it was rooms ranged from like two, I think it was two oh nine to like three fifty nine. But that included water park access for everyone. So if you're thinking they start at let's say three hundred here, yeah. let's just say I don't know, and you get a couple of free breakfast thrown in. For that price versus what I would be paying during the summer at the Disneyland Resort, and I've got a water park that's indoor. I'm just saying. Yeah. So, Tom, you better get on that and fix mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this issue because we cannot lose our customers to Great Wolf Lodge. <laughs> nice. Oh, that's the news. Thank you, Tony. Time for rapid fire. Oh, no. You know what? Let's finish up the March, April, May madness. Yeah, April, May. Spring Madness. Spring Madness, yes. Okay. And last time I looked, it was a very close race. Not we had a lot I, of votes this time. Spoiled, but... Oh, it was so close. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Are we ready? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Waiting with Ooh, well, okay. We, this is the, mo- the most responses we had, the most votes. It was also the closest closest by um the closest we've ever had considering the number of responses and well tell us who who were in the final who's in the finals the finals was the number one seed carthay circle for california versus the number three seed trader sam's so carthay circle was disney california adventure and it beat now i gotta remember help me out what side were they on California Adventure. What do you mean? What side? And, downtown they, and downtown Disney. Downtown Disney. No. No. The hotel. Yes. yes. Yes, it was. And Disneyland and the hotels. Yeah. So the champion, Carthay Circle, versus number three seed Trader Sam's from the hotels division, and by a margin of two percent, the phantasmic, the Diz Unplugged. Fantasmic <laughs> March Mat. Ma- How do we let's see what order should we go? To? The 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 Diz Unplugged. I think that should start. March Madness Fantasmic Trophy Champion Champion Winner Winner Person who beat everybody else. Oh, get I'm off the stick and them. just say it. <laughs> get off the stick. If I was on the stick, you'd be hearing a lot of different sounds than what I'm saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. The winner is Trader <gasps> Sam. They did win. 2%. Yes. That it was very I called close. it. Yay. I really thought Everybody, Carthay Circle would have won. I think it goes back to what we talked about with um Earl of Sandwich and everything. It's accessibility. You don't even have to go into the Disneyland Park to go to Trader Sam's. That's true. You don't even have to be, you know, your pass could have expired and you could still go. And then didn't I read that Disney World Polynesian is going to bring, yeah. yeah, they're going to bring something like that. So obviously, yep. well, oh that's, the, oh yeah, that's why I remember reading the article like, this has been a great week for Trader Sam's. They win the trophy. Mm-hmm. They're going to multiply and they're going to bring something like that over to Disney World at the new Polynesian or the newest, re- imagine the newest version of the Polynesian. So Trader Sam's. Very the nice. grand winner. Oh my gosh. We'll have to, we'll have to yeah. go celebrate it. Well, you you know what? If we do this for another, um, God forbid, if we do this for another 64 years, then we'll have a champion 
from each year, and then we can have a tournament of champions. Yes. <laughs> 64, I will be... Wow. I'll be triple digits. Yes. So I better start running again. Why don't you just <laughs> take the tree down as 16 on our 16th anniversary of it? You're right. We could do. But remember, Fantasmic won twice. So it was nice for... So Trader Sam's is the first non-Fantasmic winner. Mm-hmm. As well it should be. I'll yes. drink to that. All right, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Time for our rapid fires. Let's start with Michael. Walt Disney Imagineering is reportedly moving Scott Trowbridge, um, who is the WDI Research and Development Team Vice President for Creative, to a new dedicated project studio solely dedicated to creating theme park attractions and experiences based on the Star Wars franchise. Mm. Scott Trowbridge has been with Imagineering since 2007. Before that, he was a lead designer at Universal Studios, where he was senior show producer of the Amazing Adventures of Spider-Man ride, which is still considered one of the best theme park rides 15 years later. Um, Trowbridge worked on the Revenge of the Mummy, the ride, the Simpsons ride, Sesame Street 4D, Fear Factor Live, and the early development of the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Scott will also take on the role of portfolio leader at Disneyland Resort, which might indicate development of Star Wars attractions at Disneyland and Walt Disney World. So may the Force be with you. (laughs) (laughs) May the Force be with you. All right. Thank you, Michael. Uh, Mary Jo. A really quick one, because it's almost expired. Um, Disneyland's (laughs) downtown Disney Starbucks has happy hour going on right now through May 10th. Happy hour. That's that's a good way to say it. Frappy hour because oh, is it? Yeah, that tells you how often I go. Okay, so if you're going in the next couple of days to the Disneyland Resort, you can get half off of any frappuccino, and that's why they're calling it Frappy Hour, um, from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. So that's through Saturday. And if you're there at the right time, they have free samples. There was there. I was there the other day, and they were had had free samples. As she was shouting out, Frappy Hour. That sounds good. So and cool. and they're they're pretty busy, so that's nice that they're doing that. I loved that location. Yeah, as it's, crazy busy as it was, oh my gosh! Very well organized. It, it was. It's a great location. It's gorgeous. A lot of stuff to do. If you're waiting for somebody in line, there's um, there's the interactive uh, video chalkboard for the kids to play on. That was pretty and, cool. The line went extremely fast. Yeah. Well, they have a lot of people serving you, so you don't see it when you first get there. But yeah. it's, it was just really, done, and really free well done. And free Wi-Fi. Yeah. Yes. And the outdoor seating is really nice. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I wanted to... use that space. So I wanted to bring that to everybody's attention who's going this weekend. And over in Los Angeles, the Museum of Natural History... As you know, they have a lot of exhibits that are permanent and special. And the latest seasonal exhibit to open is the butterfly exhibit. So it's open right now, and it'll um, be open through the summer. So they put this huge netted enclosed tent outside of the museum, and you can go inside and wander around and see the butterflies. And they have the different plants, of course, that feed the butterflies. So there are more than 30 native North American butterflies there. And you can top off your day, your visit there in by going into the museum or go on over to the science museum for a close-up view of the space shuttle Endeavor. Very cool. Mm-hmm. We went there actually one year when Nikki came out 
She, Nancy, yep. and I went over to the butterfly oh, exhibit. So much fun. It was fun. And it was towards the end of the summer, so there weren't as many butterflies as there are right now. Um, but it was set, there's some beautiful, some I had never seen before, just striking. So we took a lot of pictures of them, and the girls loved it. Yep. Awesome. Thank you, Mary Jo. I will go next. Carnation Cafe at Disneyland Park has updated their menu. And due to guest demand, an old favorite has returned. Uh, classic Eggs Benedict is now back on the breakfast menu. It is very classic. It's poached eggs, grilled Canadian bacon, hollandaise sauce on a toasted English muffin served with cafe breakfast potatoes, $10.99. Um, and also on the lunch and dinner menu, a special burger that they had tried out has replaced the, what was it called, green chili burger or something like that, the one with the... Oh, they took. They got rid of that one? They got rid of that one. They now have the sourdough bacon cheese melt, which features an Angus chuck patty, pepper jack cheese, grilled onions, hickory smoked bacon, and a spicy house sauce on grilled sourdough. That actually the sounds sourdough good. On there. <laughs> and that one We're eating there next week, so I'm going to try that so you can give us a personal other, report. The other update I noticed is the I don't know I don't know if this is a recent change, but the roast turkey sandwich that used to be served on a pretzel roll is now served on a multigrain roll. So I'm kind of uh-huh. a little disappointed in that, but it's everything a else healthier, though. everything else looks pretty much the same. Um, I think Mary Jo said there were some updates with they took off one of the the drinks, the specialty drinks, the peanut butter and jelly drink. Soda, it's, peanut the butter soda, and jelly soda. soda is gone, but yeah, Michael had said that. Oh, Michael said that. Okay, uh, so it um, and I'm glad the eggs Benedict returned because a lot of people liked that for breakfast. So I think they they got rid of something else uh, to. I can't remember what it was. It was. I think it might have been. I don't know. Did they have way with rancheros or something along those lines on the menu? I've never seen that. I would have ordered that. No. Yeah. No, it, it was something else that they, they, they got rid of. But um, like I said, did guest demand. Bakes Benedict are back at Carnation Cafe. So go see Oscar and have some breakfast. I really like that. They, like you just mentioned by guest demand. I really like that they listen to the guests mm-hmm. and bring and change up their, their menu to try to um, right. bring back favorites, etc. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they'll try something new. And if it doesn't work, they'll bring back a favorite. And I think that's great. Yep. Um, Nancy. Okay. I've got got to say, it's kind of a good month to be a, a DVC member over at the Disneyland Resort. Um, to remind DVC members, don't forget that if you're there at the resort on Mondays, they have a royal gathering, is what they call it, and it's held in the Sleeping Beauty Pavilion at the Disneyland Hotel. It's basically a rotunda um, room above Goofy's Kitchen, and they have uh, snacks and trivia and all kinds of things like that, and that's um, Monday mornings at 8 a.m. I know it's early, but you, know, you can hmm. walk over. Uh, but like I said, they called it the Royal Member Gathering. But the even cooler thing for moms um, or just general members uh, is that in the month of May, they are providing at the Grand Californian Hotel and Spa, at the Mandara Spa, 
They have exclusive packages for members. And many of the offerings are what they call off-menu, which means there's kind of that, you know, it's like the secret Starbucks menu under the table. (laughs) Or the secret in-and-out menu, as I'm sure Tom likes to indulge in. But uh, members can enjoy 20% off on each of these spa services that take place Monday through Thursday and 10% off for spa services taken um, Friday and Saturday. For moms in the month of May, they can have a little me time. They have a new bubbles and back rub mimosa package. Yeah, I know. This one sounds really, really good because I've smelled their uh, blood orange and white pepper sugar scrub. They use a um, they do a 25-minute blood orange white pepper sugar scrub um, scrub session. 25-minute back blood massage. orange white pepper sugar scrub. Yes, Michael, is that your is that one of the groups that's going to be on your uh, Palooza <laughs> tour to go with Global Hygiene Revolution on the uh, on the on the other stage? Yeah, that's my polka band. Okay. <laughs> well, one of the nice things about blood orange is the citrus is kind of a little bit of a an astringent and then the white the white pepper kind of perks up the skin a little bit at the same time so you get get the moisture from the oil plus those two factors into your skin anyway they're really they're really diverse polka band they can do it all yes they They can can. so anyway that that's followed by the 25 minute back massage and a champagne manicure and pedicure astringent is the name of their first single Oh yeah, there we go. Yeah, remember when That's it was banned from singer. Yeah, remember when it was banned from MTV because it's so dark. <laughs> well, you know, and then on top of it, they get a complimentary uh, blood orange and white pepper body butter to continue their relaxation at home. According mm-hmm. to that was their blurb. that was their sensual one that <laughs> was banned on their toast. Yeah, that banned that one was. One. Yeah, that one was banned because it was too naughty. <laughs> oh, I see. We're going to the Royal Gathering on Monday. We're going to be at Disneyland for a week starting Saturday. And one of the reasons we're going is because they say at the Royal Gatherings, there's always a, there's a special guest. Yeah. And so we're bringing our granddaughter because the special guest is usually Mickey Mouse. Right. And so we, uh, Mickey Mouse is on her um, list of must-see folks oh. this week at And that's Disneyland. actually pretty awesome when you think about it because you get... At the member gatherings, you get so much time with the characters, and it's it's great because you can avoid the the line in the park. Right, exactly. How old is your granddaughter, Michael? She's going to be five. Oh my gosh! Yeah, okay. time's flown. I know. Well, yeah, she was born on Podcast Cruise One Point Well, not on the cruise. Which, but... No, but during. The I cruise. remember the announcement, and yeah, I remember beaming yeah. grandparents too. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so she she has a lengthy list of um, of people to meet and greet. Hmm. And obviously, Michael and I both own Disney Vacation Club and have uh, mm-hmm. have enjoyed the us. perks of it for many years. So. Very cool. Was that all of them, Nancy? I don't want to cut you off. No, I think that's pretty much all the perks for right now. So just remember to wrap that up. Just remember that DVC members have a special off-menu set of uh, spa treatments that kind of you have to ask for. And uh, and that may 
try that special, the Bubbles and Back Rub Mimosa Package. Mm -hmm. All right. Thank you, Nancy. Okay. Tony. Doc McStuffins. It's time for your checkup. That's another one we're going to meet. <laughs> Such a cute show. It really is. Mm-hmm. Disney Junior fans are in for a real treat because Doc McStuffins will be making special appearance. Appearances? <laughs> appearances. Ooh, I need to go see Doc McStuffins about my pronunciation. building a pyramid. <laughs> yes. Appearances at Disney California Adventure Park beginning now and continuing through the end of July. You'll be able to meet her in Hollywood Land near Disney Junior Live on stage. Since debuting in 2012, Doc McStuffins has become one of the most popular shows on Disney Junior. Doc is a nurturing six-year-old girl who can talk to the stuffed animals and toys she cares for in her playhouse clinic. Diagnosing their ouchies with help from her mom, a real doctor, and her big book of boo-boos. The acclaimed mm. Emmy-nominated series airs daily on Disney Channel and Disney Junior, just in case. I should watch it so I know who I'm actually reading about. Um... If you have a little one in your family who would love to meet Doc McStuffins, go to Disney California Adventure to see her. I'm really surprised that it's taken this long to get I Doc am McStuffins too, in the park. Yeah. Because it seems like Sophia the First, she was out there right away. Yes and no. Okay. I mean, <laughs> the whole... What they, what they should have done was they should have, when they changed Playhouse Disney, mm -hmm. they should have had the whole crew for meet and greets at that point. Right. Because um, that, that would have been the smart thing to do. But but not the Disney thing to do. <sighs> alas. <laughs> alas. <laughs> alas and alack. Well, and I think I think the whole point of, of putting Sophia out was the whole princess thing. Yeah, yeah. But... Doc McStuffins really, you know, that that could have gone either way. Mm -hmm. But I think it, you know, coming from a medical perspective. <laughs> I, oh, yes. No, yes. but I mean, as a medical professional. <laughs> Who works on stuffed animals. <laughs> no, but I mean, I think it's a really clever. I, I thought it was a really clever thing because it teaches kids not to be afraid of the doctor. And it, you know, and it, it kind of opens science up, you know, science and medicine up. To little kids. That's true. It's it's more. so it's so amazing as Michael was talking about um, your granddaughter and going to see, and then me reading about Doc McStuffins going. I have no idea who this is. How back when Andrew was young, how much different it was versus now, where he doesn't even want to go. Yeah, and like how you know you know your kids' stuff that like you know from that three to like seven year old group of like whatever was the popular character or show mm -hmm. or and then it's just gone and i'm not to get all sad whatever or anything happened with but the wiggles i mean really oh my gosh but like yeah yeah, yeah i remember watching that mine were the power rangers him. and then they're oh yeah they and they're gone but I, they're that's go just the worst thing they ever took bear oh but yeah. knowing that but that's basically i'm really michael i might stalk you because <laughs> i really want to see I miss seeing Disneyland through little kids' eyes. Oh, like, absolutely. You're welcome I, to I just, not to get all, like, verklempt or anything, but then seeing, like, I don't know who Doc McStuffins is, but I remember when Andrew couldn't stop watching Monsters, Inc., or when it was yeah. Blue's Clues, or whatever, like, and how you have that short window, and right. then it's it moves in, then to the next window, and also, but to get a little more businessy and negative, is this show, okay, so this is a big deal, this Doc McStuffins coming. 
What is there for my 12-year-old son? Nothing. Nope. There's nothing exciting that he's like, okay, I got to go back for that. They make well, like, I'm just saying. Yeah, no, no, but I'm saying, isn't that pretty typical, though? You know, all kids hit that phase where all of a sudden they babyish. But they need to make, but they could do. Okay, now we Matching actually were having this discussion off air. Yeah. I don't want my son at a rave. Thank you. Um, <laughs> the um, w- My son and I were having this discussion. I thought he wouldn't want to go to Disney World again. And he said, no, he would. And he said, why? He said, because there's more cool rides that things like my age there is to do for things for him to do. Yeah. So he's at that age, the- he's, it's, it's more about the rides. Yeah. And that's where they're losing the 12-year-old boy. Yeah. He's moved into the universal stage. I know. The problem is his father is still in the Doc McStuffin (laughs) stage, so he might not be going to the Universal Well, you know, do you want to go up and check out Despicable Me with me at some point? Because I think within the next month or two, we're going to take the girls over to Universal and test them out and see if... Yeah, I've been thinking about doing the Universal Studios thing with them. It's just so incredibly hot there. Yes. It's not a a comfortable theme park. Not that California Ventures much better until the few trees they have grow a little more, but well, and we really shouldn't complain because Florida is not a comfortable theme park. We're complaining about because <laughs> we're used to seventy five, eighty all the time, not a hundred with hundred percent humidity. So, all right, thank you, Tony. That is rapid fire. Time for our thread of the week, Mary Jo. This week's thread comes from California mom of four girls. She lives in the middle of California someplace, probably near you, Tom. Probably. And um, she's been on the Diz since March 2009. And her thread is called Advice for Combined Family Vacations. Hello, friends. We're leaving about um, less than a month on our family vacation with our best friends and their children. Just to give you an idea of how this breaks down, my husband and I are five, five girls Ages 13, 11, 9, 7, and 3. Our best friends forever, husband and wife, and their two daughters, who are our goddaughters, ages 5 and 3. This is their first family vacation ever and the first time to Disney for the wife and the kids. Our kids all get along really well, as do we with our friends. But as with all vacations where you combine families, I know there are things that I'm probably not considering. I'm looking for any insight anyone else on the boards might have on this particular subject. Do's and don'ts. If only I had. In hindsight. Thank you as always for any advice you may have. So, knowing for, I wanted to go to you guys who've traveled either with friends or family. And what advice would you have for them? Again, they have daughters ages... One family has daughters ages 13, 11, 9, 7, and 3. And the other family has two daughters, ages five and three. They get along well, but as you guys know, sometimes too much togetherness isn't always yes. a good thing. So I'm gonna yes. I'm gonna go around California, and we will start with Michael. Any advice? I say, well, I would say don't feel you have to do absolutely everything together every minute of the day, twenty four seven. I think it's fine for people to regroup, break up, maybe decide, you know, maybe in the beginning of the night before, these are certain things we want to do. Um, let's meet up at a certain time, maybe for lunch, you know, what, you know, on a couple of days or something, and then maybe for dinner and allow people to sort of do their own thing 
maybe families to have their own time, stuff like that. And I think that could avoid, um, you know, the familiarity breeds contempt kind of thing. Yeah. And, um, you know, so, cause I think that's the one mistake people make when they go with friends is that they have to be together every moment of the day. And, and that's not necessary because if you do different things, it gives you stuff to talk about at meals and, and things like that as well. So. Oh, that's cool. You know, so, so shake it up a bit. Thank you. Um, Nancy, what about you? I would say, cause we're actually doing the same kind of vacation here in another month. And, you know, they have a slightly older daughter too. And so she's going to want to go on stuff that my daughters won't want to go on and everything. So what we do is we kind of say we'll plan one meal together a day and then just kind of run into each other or plan, you know, relaxing pool time together or something like that. So we can come by, we can talk about our days or if there's something, you know, they want to do that we're into as well you know we might go our way and then separate out for a few hours and then come back that kind of thing so you know it's all about flexibility and not going into it with a predetermined vision of how you want it to be and then also don't take it personally if they say they want to go you know go ride a certain ride and then maybe they get distracted with something or or things like that you know and they don't get back right away don't look for those kind of things to happen because realistically they're going to do one thing their time framing of their lines and their um you know their things they want to see and do are not going to be like they're going to get hung up somewhere because maybe they found something they discovered something magical along the way so don't be upset with them if they you know if you split off and they're not back at a a suggested meeting time or things like that most importantly just kind of keep tabs in this you know world of technology you know keep tabs by text and and just message and say hey this is where we're heading you know if you want to meet us great if not you know just let people know kind of where you are, but do your own thing. And if people want to get together, they can get together. Nice. Thank you. Tony, what about you? Well, I think the suggestions that everybody made are, were really good about the idea of don't be afraid to split up. Um, a couple of things that what everybody else said that made me think about um, was with the texting. Know that if someone's in Pirates of the Caribbean – they might not be able oh, to text you. Yep, good because point. you might not get the um, you might not get the um, the reception everywhere. So right. that's one thing to know is that hey, if I'm go like when they text, I'm getting ready to go on this ride. Then know that, especially with texting, I think we've become even more impatient. Well, why didn't you respond? Well, I tried to, but it's not going through, or it's a busy day in the park. So that's just one thing to think about. The other thing is like um, Nancy was saying about getting hung up. Lunch might not be always the best time to meet because right. that's when you're going to do all the fun stuff and, and meet. But then again, you do have the idea of, well, I don't want them to be gone for so long as long as there's an adult or somebody with them or an older, older kid. But the other thing I think people should think about, and this is because I like sleeping in, <laughs> is if you're going with a big group, there might be the we want to stay till two in the morning group. 
and then there might be the, or we want to get there right when the park opens. And yeah. so when you're putting everybody together, there might be people that want to sleep in versus people that don't want to sleep in. So that's something you might want to think about when you're mixing groups. And the other thing is how long of a line are people, I, are people willing to wait in? So yeah. like, I'm thinking like my son and I, okay, more than three people will come back later because we have passes. But at Disney World, I'll wait in this 90 minute line. So it's kind of like having that, that whole discussion with everybody first. Mm-hmm. including all the things that you guys said, but also the actual planning, like, okay, are you okay waiting in lines like this? Or do you guys eat breakfast? Do you, Who wants to eat breakfast early? Who wants to eat breakfast late? You know, because some people do yeah. the late breakfast, early dinner, and those are the things that can end up, actually, those are the non-park things, but they can end up messing up the group. Or like, which parent wants to leave, you know, which parent wants to leave first for magic morning or early morning hours. Yeah, like, and, by, and giving everybody that opportunity. Yeah. So if there's a parent that wants to sleep in and one doesn't, or a kid that does better with the heat that doesn't, like, those other things that I don't think anybody thinks about until they get to the park, having right. that discussion and figuring that out before you go. Also, it doesn't say if they, um, tagging on to Tony's, it doesn't say if the original family um, has been there before. I'm assuming maybe, but I'm not entirely 100% positive. Yeah, they they have been there before. They have it in their um, signature. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't see the, I didn't get a chance to hit that particular thread, but I I saw your synopsis. you know, remember that if somebody says, I'm going off to X attraction, you know, like pirates, you know, remember that the line may be, you know, may only be 10 minutes, but that the actual attraction is 15, you know, by the time you're door to door. So kind of keep in mind, too, that the ride lengths, like, you know, Small World's a 13 minute ride, you know. Keep in, in mind that those ride lengths, like Tony said, you may not get signal. You may get signal. Or it may be something that's rude to turn on your phone and get a bright light on your phone. Mm-hmm. You know, just like it's rude to have a light on your video camera. Um, keep that in mind. If they go into, like, Mickey and Mickey and the Magical Map, I mean, that's a, long sh- a longer show. So, you know, if they're in Aladdin... That's going to be quite a while by the time they get into the into the theater, sit down. So use your previous experience too to remember what's what, you know, so nobody's feelings get hurt and stuff like that. And if your child snubs you to go with the other group, don't feel bad because because <laughs> that, that happens. I mean, mine does, mine will do that. Oh, can I go with? You know, can I go with Aunt Karen and and Katie to go do this? Okay, sure. What the heck? (laughs) You know, take advantage. If your kids want to haul off with their kids, take advantage of it. Go do something adult. That's a great one. Tom, what about you? I disagree with everything everybody has said. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. No, I mean, this, what you guys have said would be great advice if it was a huge family with, you know three to four or five different groups but you're only talking two families yeah but look how many kids there are right but so so my suggestion would be 
say have the two dads take the 11 and 13 year old and hit the big rides while the moms take the little ones and hit other rides but wait i say the other way let have the okay. moms take the older kids you think so on the big ride and, and let different? the dads stay with the little kids the, the moms no, like, they want to go on big rides too i would yeah. i would say but yeah that's true but but for them to have separate vacations when they when they've traveled together no 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 that's not the, it's not the separate vacations point you're gonna try and start your day out together but believe me that never happens no i no but for for you're only talking two couples and their kids we're not talking grandma and grandpa aunts yeah. and uncles and all that i i, I think i think I've that done tons of these vacations to disney with why are you the, why are you arguing families. with me nancy i'm just i'm, I'm sharing my opinion now. no Na- don't, don't you me, remember the vacation to talk Nancy okay. went on, she got married at the Grand Californian, and then her and Andrew Sutton's family went on this trip. Don't you remember? <laughs> Thank you, Tony. Oh, you're welcome. But I just, okay, I just, go ahead anyway. Go I, ahead, I, I, just, I just think, I, I think it may be overkill trying to split it up like that. I think they, they're doing this together, and it's all girls, and the girls are going to want to spend time together. I think. You know, and you may be right where maybe one of the couples wants to take the girls and give the other couple some some adult time and then switch and things like that. But I think they need to coordinate more than more than just one meal a day. Well, yeah, I can see that. Okay, Thank I you, kind Amanda. of um, <laughs> agreed with with Tom for the most part in that. I to I I Thank would you, think that the families would stay. <laughs> would stay together and i was thinking maybe like between lunch and dinner probably the dads or they could take turns would take the older children to go on the big rides and let the other parents go with the smaller children and concentrate on the smaller the smaller attractions that maybe the older kids don't care about right but i can rather than having everybody wait and not be not and not be able to go on some of the attractions, break it up, and I don't know how many days they're going to be there, but they could do that a couple of times, and then meet up for dinner, and then yeah, like I think it was Michael who said that you know talk about their day and share you know their experiences and stuff like that, and I think it would make it a an easier trip because the older kids would be having fun on their own uh-huh. at their own level too. That's what I was I thinking. I think we're all. Say- I think kind of we're all saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. But I, I think everybody had a different perspective, which is really yeah. nice, and I think it's going to help. Um, California mom of four girls, and yeah. her trip, because like she really wants the other other family to have a good time. And you know how when you're yeah. planning for everybody, you get kind of stressed out because you want their trip to be perfect. But like some of you had said, you need to let. I think communication ahead of time, setting expectations, and the people who want to sleep in, let them sleep in. The ones who are early birds be and they want to go at rope top, rope drop, agree ahead of time who's going to do what, mm-hmm. and avoid those because hard feelings can develop when it's just a misunderstanding that would be easily taken care of if we would just talk to each other. There was there yeah. was somebody uh, that that spoke at the recent New Jersey meet. And what he was saying is, when you know, he traveled with people, he was an Uber planner and had the spreadsheet. But what he would do is he'd have that spreadsheet in his mind and have it available 
so that but but when you get to the parks play it by ear however if somebody says okay what do we do next he'd have that knowledge in his brain like okay boom 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 we can do this and this and this so you always have have the backup plan in your mind yet still play by ear with what the what the other family wants to do well you know and to add on to that um if i can one of the things i would say is Make sure you have time. I don't know if you guys are in the same location or what, but um, make time to have like a family meeting over Skype ahead of time and maybe outline like, you know, what are the top things they want to hit or right. the top, right. you know, say like the top five things for each person. And then you can kind of coordinate just so you can have a, I really don't want to miss this list. That's a great idea. Yeah, they they live close enough where um, they can get together and the parents can plan out their vacation. We can come over to my place. So go to Tom's place in Fresno Mm -hmm. since he's in middle of California. I'll get the spreadsheet. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, because I know we're doing that with our upcoming Florida trip with with this other family. Is we're saying, okay, these are the things I absolutely don't want to miss because this is, you know, I hate using the phrase make or break. But some people get disappointed. And you never want any of the kids to feel like they didn't get the things they, you know, they didn't get to see all the things they felt were special to them. You know, and and one kid got a chance to see more things that were special to them. So. Very cool. Thank you, Mary Jo. Mm -hmm. And so if you want to see that thread, you can go to our show notes page, com, and we'll have a link there, and you can take a look and share your ideas with... What was her name again? California Mom of Four Girls. There you go. Poor dad. All right. <laughs> I know. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Mary jo. Thank you, team. That is going to do it for this segment of the Diz Unplugged. Be sure to catch all of our other Disneyland shows this week. And, of course, we'll be back again with you next week. Until then, remember... Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening. <laughs>